This is the Adventure Nannies Podcast. I'm Shenandoah. And I'm Brandy. Our company is Adventure Nannies, and we talk about nannying, traveling, professional development, and also whatever we want. We'll try to keep our potty mouths to a minimum, but this podcast is not suitable for kids. You can find out more about us at adventurenannies.com. Hello, welcome back to Adventure Nannies on Air. I'm Brandy. I'm Shenandoah. Hi, Brandy. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, My name's Shenandoah, and I'm the co-host <laughs> of this podcast. Yes. I'm a the I'm another co-host oh of this my podcast. God. That's so cool that the we're OG. here. I know it's crazy. <laughs> um, we today are talking about one of the most uncomfortable subjects for most nannies or people in general: money. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's an awkward one. I love money. I hate talking about <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, I know. <laughs> And you know, I am the same way. This is a little bit of a tricky subject, especially now we're kind of creeping onto the holidays and people are wondering, am I going to get a bonus this year? Am I going to get a raise at the end of the year? Mm -hmm. How do we talk about that with our families or our nannies if you're on the other side of that? And it can be uncomfortable for all parties. So we're here today to spitball some of our own personal experiences and to advise or give sort of our experience our gestalt experience on handling (laughs) it with other families (laughs) nice vocab just sharing some gestalt experiences yeah we're not here to give advice we're just sharing what's worked for us Mm -hmm. it is tricky and so as everything in nannying person to person it really depends on the family you work with and what could be going on behind the scenes and their own personal beliefs surrounding money so there's a lot to unpack there. there sure is And I know just from my personal experiences that I'm pretty comfortable in general talking about a lot of things, but talking about money does make me uncomfortable. And I feel like I'm always the person at the restaurant with my friends. When the bill comes, if there starts to be like any squabbling or any confusion or someone's like, well, but you have to pay for your lemonade too. Your lemonade was $2.50. We're like, well, we got six mozzarella sticks, but then, like, Sheila, you only had one. I'm just like, no, 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 no. let me pay for it. Yeah. I'll just pay for the whole thing. I'm Please the stop same. talking. <laughs> no, it's not Yeah, worth that it. drives me crazy. Yeah. And then I've also been on the other side of it where I was dead broke, and someone was like, hey, come by. I'm having a birthday party at Sushi Den, and I was like, all right, I'll stop by, and purposefully didn't order any drinks or sushi and had, like, one bite, and at the end, everyone's like, cool, throw in your credit card. We'll just split it all evenly, oh. and I was like, no, 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 no. I can't afford it. Mine's $8. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate so it's that. tricky. Now I'm definitely, I've always tried to be more of the uh, I'll just take care of it or we'll just split it type of person. And it really drove me crazy when people were nitpicking it. But in a uh, three-figure restaurant situation, three or four, if you're at the Sushi Den, it can be... Don't worry, I don't think I've ever gotten to a four-figure meal up there. Well, you've just set me a new goal for the next time I come to Denver. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm going to just stop eating now. So in four days, when we go to the Sushi Den, I can really pack it in. (laughs) Perfect. We're just going to have to order multiple three-figure bottles of uh, sake, and then we should be okay. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fastest way to get a dinner bill that high. Um, Thanks for the good advice. Well, that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening Not to the Not that I've ever done that. 
<laughs> it's been great. Stay Hope tuned every helpful. Friday. Email us. And Bye. <laughs> we yeah. really try to stay in touch with the nannies that we've placed at Adventure Nannies. And a lot of times after the first few months, things are kind of settled in. The training period is over. Everyone's sort of feeling comfortable in the role. We kind of stop hearing from people. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time. Or they'll stop responding to our emails, checking in on them. Yeah, they stop responding. We don't take it personally. We know they're just busy. But usually right around the one-year mark, most candidates will show up again because a lot of times their employment agreement says something about having a one-year review or potentially a raise or potentially some type of percentage-based bonus sort of based on how they did that year that's not really defined very clearly in the contract because families like to have Mm -hmm. a little bit of leeway so that when they're giving a bonus or when they're giving a raise, they feel like it's something that they're doing to be generous that will be appreciated rather than just giving someone money that they feel contractually obligated to provide that maybe the person won't appreciate as Mm -hmm. much. Yeah, as an employer, it definitely feels less like a reward if they're expecting it. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know, Brandy, you've had some experiences, not with Megan, you're nanny but in Mm -hmm. other roles where you have given someone a raise or you've given them a bonus or you've given them some kind of thank you gift for something else and when they don't say thank you or seem like they appreciate it at all it really sucks yeah it does it really does yeah it's tough it's just tricky and i know we employ a number of different people my husband and i him with his band there's a lot of people that technically work for him and then there's a lot of people at adventure nannies of course and then our personal lives we also have a number of staff people staff members i should say and it can be really staff people yeah (laughs) that was my way of trying to be (laughs) staff persons unisex staff persons and then it actually just sounds bad But um, people that we really love and care for. And it's tough because I think we try to be generous. And then it's this weird thing where I'm the type of person, and I think Wes is too, where if you're not asking for it, we enjoy giving so that it's like it feels like a surprise or a gift. But then if somebody asks you before you're about to give, it kind of takes the wind out of our sails. And then you're like, oh, okay, all right, you can have the raise, I guess, but it's less than I was going to give you if you hadn't asked for it. So <laughs> there's like this landmine of things that you can step on, which is really awkward for everyone involved. And I'm not really sure where we got that attitude, but we definitely, I've, I've had it before when People have come and been like, hey, well, I would really like to get paid this much more this year. And then it's just off-putting because we were about to give them a great raise. And then it's like, huh. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it can be very loaded. It can. Well, and I think that a lot of families feel the way that your family feels where you would so much rather prefer to just be generous up front than to have someone asking you for something so that you can be more generous and you can feel like it's a gift. At the same time, there's still employees and in most office or most corporate environments, they really, like most bosses are just waiting. They're not going to give somebody a raise for no reason. They are waiting for someone to come into their office and say, excuse me, I believe that I deserve a raise. And now I'm going to explain to you why and sort of make a case for themselves and a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a professional setting. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are a lot of employers who, if you have an employee who's doing great, you kind of don't need to worry about them. And it's such a relief because then you can just go about your day to day and do your life. Your employee is fine. And it may not occur to you off the top of your head that, oh, it's been three months. It's been six months. It's been a year. It's been five years. This person's never gotten a raise from me. They've never gotten a cost of mm-hmm. living increase. I think right. I told them at like, some point I was going to give them health insurance, but I like haven't set it up because I wasn't thinking about it. And so mm-hmm. it can be hard as an employee too to sort of try 
try to intuit which of those categories the family is in. If they want to give you a raise and you just have to wait a little bit longer, if they want you to sort of demonstrate your professionalism and come to them asking for a raise, or if it's just something that they're sort of so checked out of that's so far down on their priority list that you literally need to go ask them for a raise in order to get one. Yeah. And how in any of those scenarios to not take it really personally and have hurt feelings. Totally, totally. And also from an employer side on the opposite side of that spectrum, we have definitely had one person in particular who was working for us and like not letting us know how much more time they were spending doing their job because we're gone all the time. And then when it came down to it, our initial reaction was sort of surprised when they flagged that up. And then I realized how grossly underpaid they'd been for a long time. <laughs> so it's, pr- it's tough. It's really tricky. That's why communication is so important. Mm. And everyone we've mentioned so far, we've communicated our way through it and we're on the other side. But but it doesn't mean there aren't awkward feelings around it for a little bit on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> because it's money and it's just hard to talk about and it makes everyone feel awkward. Because it also, yeah. I think a lot of people, especially when we're talking about domestic employees or nannies, a lot of families have a hard time kind of assigning a dollar person, or a, do- a dollar person. There's staff persons, <laughs> there's dollar persons. <laughs> you didn't know about all these different types of people. (laughs) They have a hard time sticking a dollar sign on someone who's become really a part of their family and helps their life and their household run so much, you know, that it's hard Mm -hmm. to point at someone and say, I think you're worth $25 an hour, but you're only worth $12 an hour. But if you stop putting the wooden spoons in the dishwasher, you might be worth $14 an hour in about six months if you play your cards right. Right. (laughs) And that is literally what anyone is doing when they're asking for a raise or giving a raise. They're saying, excuse me, I think that I'm worth more money. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to sort of take yourself out of the equation and remember that you're in a job and you aren't saying, excuse me, I, a person, am worth more money. But you're saying, excuse me, I have gotten so good at the job that I'm doing that now I deserve to get paid more for continuing to do this job. Mm -hmm. Or the job that I'm doing has changed a lot and I'm so happy that I get to learn all of these new things and also I should get paid more for that job. Yeah, so how does someone, how does a nanny approach that with their family or not? Is that a rhetorical question or are you asking I'm me? I'm saying it out loud. Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, You're crap. the I don't I, I was going to ask you. I would you love that. to hear some gestalt experience from uh <laughs> working with our well, I think that one of the biggest lessons that I have learned is that you really have to ask for a raise. You can't sort of sit around waiting for a family to give you one and then feel resentful when they don't give you one. And I think, I mean, I was talking to a nanny on the phone about a year ago who we had placed quite a while ago in a position and she was calling me specifically to talk about getting a raise. And I asked her how the job was going and she described it. Um, And it wasn't going very well. The family was kind of checked out. She almost never talked to them. There was bad communication around travel that was going on. Things that she could have known about a couple weeks in advance just sort of kept popping up. And the family was like, we don't really have to communicate with you that well because you're smart and you'll just figure it out. And you never complain and whatever, it'll be fine. And one of the children had some behavioral issues and she sort of hadn't gotten any support from the family in terms of how to help them cope with those behavioral issues. And so the more and more she talked to me, the more that I could tell she was just feeling really unsupported and unappreciated in the role. And 
I told her, hey, I've been in this position in a job before, and I asked for a raise, and then I got a raise, but I realized that money is not very important to me. I would way rather feel respected and appreciated Mm -hmm. in a job and get less money than make more money and feel unrespected and unappreciated. And so I can coach you through how to ask for a raise, and we can set up a meeting time with the family. You can lay out your case. You can decide how much you want to ask for and what you're willing to go down for, blah, blah, blah. But it sounds like that might not be what's going to make you happy in this role. It sounds like what would make you happy is just sitting down to have a conversation with the parents ever, not just this one time to talk about Mm -hmm. a raise. So I I think one important thing is that you do have to ask for a raise unless you work for Brandy and Wes. (laughs) And Brandy, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry for all the times I've asked you for raises over the years (laughs) we've been working together. Think of how much money you could be. I know. Well, that's why I'm sorry. That wasn't like an apology sorry. That was like a regret. (laughs) That was a deep regret. Sorry. (laughs) No. (laughs) But I do think that it's important also while you're getting ready to ask for a raise to really make sure that what you want is a raise. If you feel supported and appreciated in the role and you think that you deserve a little bit more money for it, that's an awesome time to ask for a raise. And if you are feeling like you're not supported or appreciated in the ways that actually matter to you, maybe a raise will make you feel a little bit better for a little while, but it sounds like they're are probably some other issues that can be addressed. And it's not good to try to address all of those issues in the same conversation. Yes. That won't go over super well. No. Mm-hmm. What are your gestalt so, experiences, Brandy? Well, I can tell you, and Megan and I talked about this since this is for nannies. I can just share that. And uh, we talked about this pretty openly, but she's like, as you know, and I, I know it's loaded my expectation around being able to, like, surprise somebody or, that like, not have them ask, but I'll just be super generous and they're going to appreciate it. I think in my experience, that's never worked for me. Um. <laughs> and so it's funny. I get I just keep doing it, but it's not actually... It doesn't work. I, I know that we've experienced that early on at Adventure Nannies with certain things that happen where we're like overly overly generous in certain situations and then it turns out kind of biting you later or it, it's just not right to mm-hmm. kind of give with the expectation of some kind of reaction. And so it is healthier, much healthier to just have a professional relationship and ask for a raise. And as an employer, it's good for it's a good lesson for me to just be better about being like, oh yeah, this person wants a raise and this is blah, 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 how we do it. But I guess one gestalt experience that I'll share, I keep using that word since you complimented me on it. I'm just throwing it out there left and right. But, um, do you want me to look up the definition to share before we use it sure. for the 13th time? Shenandoah and I are in like a business camp and we have to do this. We have to use that style of communication, but do it. Yeah. Tell people what it means. No, I haven't looked it up yet. Keep talking. Okay. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we gave Megan, we had originally kind of worked out our travel plans for her and had her on a certain pay a situation that made sense at first and then I realized how much more time she was putting in when we were on the road. I underestimated it and so then working with you, Shenandoah, and domestic labor laws in general, we came up with like a much more generous 
on the road payment for her or like it's not a salary so her hourly wages on the road were different now than her she gets paid more when we're traveling long mm-hmm. story short and i i remember i approached her but the way her brain works is she's very she'll she needs to hear something internalize it and then respond mm-hmm. where i'm very much like reactionary and impulsive and if something happens i'm going to react openly about it even if it's bad or good or Like if somebody gives me a present, I'll be like, oh my God, thank you. You know, I won't sit there and look at it for a while and then decide to say thank you. And that's not at all (laughs) what Megan did. But uh, I definitely talked to her about it. And I was like, so what do you think about that? Like, here we go. You know, I was Mm -hmm. like expecting her to be thrilled. I was like, look how, look how nice this is. Like, here you go. And she was just like, I was like, so what do you think about it? And she's like, well, I'm going to have to look at the contract and see what it says. And then I'll probably feel really good about it. And I was just like. What the uh. fuck? <laughs> Excuse me? You're just getting paid so much more than you used to get paid. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and it really rubbed me the wrong way. And then we we talked about it later, and she understood where I was coming from, and I understood where she was coming from, and my sort of mistake in my delivery to her with that. So there's so much communication that needs to go on, but... That was my, that's a weird example. That's probably not very helpful for nannies, except for like, hey, if someone gives you something, be excited. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was funny. And it's just as an employer, as a former nanny who has worked for a lot of different families and as a travel nanny, I worked for a lot of different families. It's just funny to be on the other side as the boss for somebody because thank God Megan and I are different personalities because I need that balance in our family. But it's just hard not to expect someone to respond the same way that you would. It is a tough thing to ask for though. And I do remember this other Swedish family that I used to work for gave me the advice because she used to always ask me, "Um, so how much do you want to get paid for this? And in her case, it was always really good to, she had this uh, method of, she always told me whoever's talking is losing in a negotiation. (laughs) And so she, by her asking me what I thought I should get paid, it was usually usually what came out of my mouth was less than she wanted to pay me so then she could be like oh great you say you only want $12 an hour I'm gonna give you $15 an hour or she would just be like sweet $12 an hour perfect great deal <laughs> yeah because she pegged me she knew who I was I was always undervaluing myself but so yeah she taught me that if you're ever trying to negotiate a salary or something you always turn the question around instead of saying hey how much do you think this is worth the person who gets asked that question should be like well how much is it worth to you to come home every day to have all your clothes folded all the kids all have lunches made for the next day they're happy they're well fed their schoolwork uh, has been finished and I tutored them through this math problem blah 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 so how, how much would you think that's worth So she always taught me to turn the question around to ask the person who you're negotiating with what they thought that was worth because then they're probably going to undervalue it or overvalue it in a way or like at least say something more than what you thought. And then she said... After they give you a number where you're like, oh, yeah, so if I asked that question, they'd be like, oh, well, I would pay about $25 an hour. She said, then you just repeat what they say back and give a big pregnant pause afterwards. So then I would be like $25 an hour. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. And then if you're, I know, I know. And then if you're me, if you're me, I'd be like, okay, $27 an hour, 50, 75, 75, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, wish, I wish more negotiations went that way. Mm-hmm. I know, right? That was like solid advice that I got from the Swedish family that I only used on her through coaching and I never used again because I then you retired. always undervalue Aww. myself. Yeah, and then I retired and now you're Aww. the boss. <laughs> um, I have great news. Mm-hmm. I looked up the definition of gestalt. Oh, do tell. I've said it both ways already, but I'm not sure if it's gestalt or gestalt because it's a German word. I think it's gestalt. But then it's already such a snob word that saying it with an appropriate pronunciation makes me feel kind of like a snob. Yeah, that's next level. Even more, like saying croissant yeah. <laughs> instead of croissant at a Starbucks in Iowa or like a place where they're definitely <laughs> not going to be like, oh, you said croissant. Wow, you must really know what your breakfast pastries are all about. <laughs> but according to this dictionary I have here, Gestalt theory emphasizes that the whole of anything is greater than its parts. And so Brandy and I are in this business accelerator program that we both really like. And we have these meetings that are secret and we're never allowed to talk about them. But the one thing that we can say is that in the meetings, someone will come with an issue they're trying to solve and the group will listen to the issue. They'll ask questions and then they will not give advice because as we learned when we joined this group giving advice is the most selfish thing that a person can do but what they will do is experience share which means something similar happened to me and here was the decision that i made the thing that stops it from becoming advice is that you leave out what's usually the last sentence of sharing an experience which is saying like so therefore because this happened to me and i did this you should do what i did Because you can never really know what the full extent of someone else's experiences are. And giving them advice is basically like saying, I know everything about you and I know what you should do better than you do. Yes. But I still like giving advice sometimes. I know. I can't help myself. I know. it's. I mean, we have a freaking podcast. Yeah. We could just give regular advice. Like what? Don't ask for a raise in the first month of your job. Yeah, that's... Oh, Boom, we should, advice. We should definitely go through some partners like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Don't ask for a raise when you're mad at your employer. Mm-mm. Or right after you get in trouble for something. Don't ask for a raise every time you get asked to do something that's outside of your job description. Yes, keep mental notes of all of them and then talk to, to them about it at the annual review. Mm-hmm. I'm on a roll. I'm going to keep going. Keep going. Jump in anytime. Yeah. Don't ask for a raise during the conversation where your employers tell you that they're expecting another child because they are thinking about a bunch of other things. Yes, that's bad timing. Don't turn that conversation into something that's all about you. No, that's great advice. Thank you. What you got? Man, for raises? Ugh. You said so many good ones. Don't expect more than, I would say, I know this is a tricky one, but I would say don't expect more than two to five dollars more an hour if a family has another kid Mm. it's tough because i think some people are like oh cool two kids double the pay (laughs) and i was like no (laughs) yeah i think that there are a lot of families who pay that way but it's usually not in a professional nanny role yeah it's usually in a nanny share where if each family has one kid two families are in the nanny share each family is paying 10 bucks an hour per kid, and so the nanny is getting paid 20 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. That example is kind of a raw deal for the nanny. But in that kind of situation, if then a third family was like, hey, can I bring my kid over today too? I'll also pay 10 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Then it makes sense that the nanny would then be getting 30 bucks an hour for three kids. Mm-hmm. But 
If you're a professional nanny and you're in a full-time role and you're making, let's say, $25 an hour, when the family has another kid, you will not be making $50 an hour. Yeah. Or even Especially in a- $10 more per hour. Yeah. I think that in general, like a 10 to 20% raise is considered a good raise. Mm-hmm. And a 1 to 5% raise is sort of just considered an inflation raise, especially if you're in a city that just helps sort of cover the cost of living a little bit. Yeah. But isn't necessarily a merit based raise. Right. I feel like if you ask for a raise and someone offers you a raise that's less than 5%, it either means that you didn't ask for a raise in the right way or that you're not really valued in your role and you should maybe look for a new job. Uh-oh. <laughs> backslash job board. Shenandoah? God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just saying. 5% raise? That's trash. I don't know. I be like... Pardon me? Why don't you just offer me less money? I would be so insulted. Would you? If I had, like, gotten ready to ask for a raise and I was like, listen, I've been here for two years and here are all the things that I've learned. And when I started, I was just doing X, Y, Z. Now I'm doing all of these other things and your children love me. And I taught little Hannah how to play the ukulele. And I stabbed your other kid with an EpiPen that time that... But Shenandoah, we might be giving bad advice right now because this is the 2019 average wage wage percentage. It says, this is just an excerpt, business is expected to pay their best employees now with an average raise of 4.6 percent yeah it says by contrast workers with average performance rating can expect only a 2.7 percent bump in pay and that's from august 19th 2019 yeah well i also was reading about elizabeth warren's new child care plan Mm -hmm. yesterday and it said that there are 1.2 million nannies working in the u.s and that the median nanny salary is ten dollars and 72 cents an hour. Yeah, that's crazy. It's also really tough, though, because that's how we keep... I think that nannying is the key, or nannies are the key to gender equality. So the only way for your mom bosses to have a job is to have childcare. And they're probably making... They are making most likely less than their male counterparts. So it's just really... It's a tough situation to... I know at Adventure Nannies, we have a lot of amazing families. And our our nannies make way more than that. Um, but at least twice that <laughs> per hour. And then we... Yeah, it's just... It's just a tough conundrum to keep women in the workforce. It can't be that cost prohibitive, but... I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I sort of respectfully disagree a little bit because also 95% of nannies are women. And I think in any professional environment, when you are asking for a raise, part of the consideration should not be, can my boss afford to give me a raise or not? It's just tough, though, because so many families just can't afford it. Unless you do work at Adventure Nannies. What was that website? AdventureNannies.com slash job board. I think, yeah, I think it was AdventureNannies.com. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll look it up. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, if you're one of our nannies, you're probably going to get a great bonus. But if lots of other nannies are listening to this, like I hope they are, it's really tricky because if you're working for a quote unquote regular family, they might not be able to afford to give you the kind of bonuses that we're talking about or raises. I feel like it's sort of disrespectful for a nanny employee to not let the family make that decision themselves. You know, I feel like 
As an employee, you absolutely have a right to ask for a raise Mm -hmm. based on your longevity, how long you've been in the job, how your role has changed, you know, what your own needs are. And then if the family comes back and says, hey, I totally agree that you deserve to be making more money, but we can't afford to give you a raise right now. Mm -hmm. That's at least an answer. Right. And that goes back to the first thing we said, which was if you ask for a raise, don't expect that they're actually going to do it or don't get resentful that they don't give you one if that's the case but start looking for a new job if you need a raise and they say no but that's what everyone is complaining about with every breath that goes out about the millennial generation is that millennials are so entitled and millennials just think they deserve raises all the time and they just hop from job to job Mm -hmm. but in this economy while it's really good that is the easiest way to make more money is to just go start a new job somewhere else yeah and then for your nannying resume that doesn't look great if you are in every job for exactly six months (laughs) or exactly one year because you're just like playing hopscotch and you're like now I'm making $26 an hour. Now I'm making $27 an hour. Yeah. Because then after five years, you know, you'll be applying for a job and you'll have no longevity in positions and you won't have stayed anywhere very long and mm-hmm. people will be nervous to hire you if they're looking for someone long term. Mm-hmm. It's hard and I think that it really comes down to what your priorities are as a person and what your goals are and how money is going to help you achieve those goals if they're finance related and just to really have a clear understanding of what it is that you want and you know what things you like about your current job that are more important to you than getting paid more yeah yeah like if weekends off is mandatory for you and this family allows you to have weekends off what is that worth blah 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing to keep in mind, too, if the family says that they can't afford to give you a raise is to have, if you think that that might be the case with your employers, it might be a good idea to think of potentially some other benefits that they could offer you that Mm -hmm. are not money that would still make you feel like you've gotten something out of the exchange. Right. Or that you're still being appreciated or you're still being rewarded. Mm -hmm. What are some things like that, Brandy? I don't know, like airline miles, use of a family car, Mm -hmm. gym membership, extra PTO, a surprise weekend off or weekday off if you already have those. Better snacks. Better snacks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Amazon gift card. Time off for a class that you want to take. Yeah. Maybe they'll split the cost of a class with you. Yeah. You can work in some kind of professional development. Yeah. No, there's a lot of things that families can do that aren't monetary to help you feel better. For us, too, when we give raises or, well, not raises, but if we give a bonus, I don't know how legal this is, but I always give it as a personal check instead of in payroll so that they don't have to pay taxes on it if it's under 14k, which it always is. But I think families are allowed to gift anyone as many people, as many individuals as they want up to $14,000 a year without paying taxes on it, without the gifty having to pay taxes on it. So Mm. we always try to give our bonuses in cash because, or not cash, but as a personal check or in cash and not through payroll because at least then it's worth 30% more because they don't have to pay taxes on it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I don't know how you would bring that up with a boss if they don't already do it, but... It doesn't affect us at all because we're still paying it. I feel like that would be weird to bring up with a boss. That'd be really like, weird. We're giving you $2,000 for Christmas. And you're cool, like, can uh... I have that in $50 bills, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just, I'll bring a safe to work tomorrow and just make sure yeah. all the bills are on Mark. <laughs> 
Tricky. Yep. So many landmines in this job. So many. For both people, for employers and employees. Yeah. We are probably going to be talking about money a lot. Yep. I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear stories about people who successfully asked for raises or unsuccessfully asked for a raise that you didn't get and what happened so that we can share some of those stories on a future podcast episode. So please email us at podcastatadventurenannies.com or if we just said something that you totally hated and you can't believe we said it and why do we even have a podcast, you can just email us that too. Yeah. I'm all ears. I'm sure I said some offensive things today. We haven't gotten any hate mail yet, and I feel like we just need to try a little bit harder. I'm going to work on it. Andy. Yeah. Why don't you fucking work on it? <laughs> How about that? Two F-bombs just in one episode. Just wait. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, those are our thoughts. I can't wait to hear yours. <laughs> I think we can just wrap it up. <laughs> Bye. Somewhere. And what we already (laughs) said. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. For more, visit us at adventurenannies.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. To send us love letters, questions, or ideas for future episodes, email us at podcast at adventurenannies.com. Bye. (laughs) 